clear. We are the weirdos. I am God. What? I tried to warn her. This reminds me of a to get into the other law enforcement. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Mulroney. Uh, Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Yes. Um, who plays? Uh, so there's good cop, good cop in this movie. Yeah. Right. And this is good cop. Yeah. But it's it's their roommate, um, not Cece. Quinn. Thank you. Yeah. Roommate Quinn's Quinn dad. Played by Liana Libretto. So when they're going through trying to figure out who's suspect, this movie has a lot of great parallels to Scream Two. Not just being on the campus, mm-hmm. like as they point out, but there's a lot happening, including the giveaway line where he's like. Well, if Cece's a suspect, then I'm a suspect or yeah. whatever. And it's like, uh huh. Yeah. Or I can vouch for her. And I'm like, oh no, yeah. he's the killer. Yeah, if Quinn, yeah, when he says about Quinn, or he's Quinn, like, well, thank I can, you. I can vouch for Quinn. So um, we can take her off the list. Right. And I was like, do we? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but so it feels, that feels a little like, but I love having him as a foil. Yeah. To uh, Hayden. To Kirby. Hayden. Yeah. yeah. To Kirby. Because it just feels like I get to root for her the whole time. Yeah. And I get to be okay with the fact that I'm watching this guy who feels obviously like the killer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to Trump the point where, as he says, when it is revealed, he's like, he's like, yeah, of course yeah, it was me. Of course it was me. Yeah, of course it was me. And it's like, okay, thank God. Yeah. The movie knows it too. Because what a better, what a better way to obfuscate illegal activity, as we know, than being a police officer. The second the killer's mo was dropping um, scream masks with actual DNA, like they were the actual yeah, killer's mask from each one, evident, like evidence. And it's like, God, how do we get those? And it's like, I don't know. Try the only cop in the movie. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. I mean, like, because what the way they the way they the way they um, misdirect us from the cop is that um, Quinn is killed in Ghostface infiltrating their apartment and and, and rate you know attacking them in which uh, an attack in which we also lose Anika, which is very sad. We will need to talk about this. And um, so we and Quinn dies, and we see Norton. It's like it's not a death we don't see. We see her throat slashed on the floor of the apartment. Mm-hmm. Quinn is dead. Excellent makeup skills <clears throat> for and this killer. Turns out. Final, the final twist, guys, is that Detective Bailey is, in fact, Richie Kirsch's dad and roommate Quinn and um, Chad's roommate Ethan. They are Richie's brother and sister. So this is a family trio who is looking for vengeance on the Carpenter sisters because they killed their brother. So unlike brother movies from the past, mm-hmm. not one killer, not two killers. Three. But five killers. <laughs> because he got the two in the intro. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. get murdered there by are, the killers. Yeah, there are five total. There are five killers in Scream 6. Yeah, it's true. Amazing. And I, I like that they don't... Their thing really is, like, they're they're killing their way to... They're killing their way through anybody that gets in their way. Yeah. they It is a collateral damage thing. Whereas the ghost faces of the past were like... They were killing everybody because they were killing everybody. Right. And this really is like a... If Sam gave herself up. It's not even really about Tara. If Sam gave herself up, they probably wouldn't kill everybody else. Yeah. They really are just there for her. Like, that's the only design. Yeah. And they're, they're not trying to misdirect. It's not trying to ruse. Mm-mm. Like, no. But they killed the other two because they can't have somebody else murdering the Carpenter sisters before they get to them. Right. So. Yes. The scene with Annika. Mm-hmm. It comes in. There are two things that happen that day. This movie's full of incredible set piece scenes which yeah. is going back to scream 2 because one of the best scenes in in this franchise even though scream 2 you know some people love it some people hate it mm-hmm. but that scene in the car where the car is stopping at the climb over ghost face yeah that's terrifying and such a great Wes craven moment mm-hmm. um this feels like this has tons of it there's the subway scene there's like like them getting the 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 carpenter sisters 
running into a mini mart to ask for help and yeah. having Ghostface take a shotgun from the guy behind the counter yeah. and hunt them through it is the one shotgun, of the the, bo- the bodega shotgun spree is really good. One of the most horrifying sequences I've seen in horror this year. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's March, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. I mean, it was terrifying. Yeah, it's really well um, done. And so they're leaving that to get home, right? And like, listen, guys, if you what, what fucking what fucking more New York did you want? They have a bodega, and there's a subway scene. Do you need them like with the, Do you need them with the fucking rockets and Radio Wait, City? I'm sorry. Is that really a criticism? People wanted yes, more than yes, that. Yes. More no. than the subway and a bodega. Like, do they need? Do they need to be tap dancing across the fucking crown of the? They Statue want a of street Liberty? pretzel. Are you kidding me? What is it? Yeah. Are they gonna go see the displays at Macy's? Did you really? Were you really like? I am so excited to see Scream Six so I can see New York featured as a character. What I can't the wait. Fuck. Ghostface wasn't there Grow at up. the lottery trying to get tickets to like what? Yeah. To, to go see... Once Upon a Time yeah, Again. to go see Sorry. a ri- uh, some revival on Broadway. Yeah. Like, to go see the latest Patti LuPone. Yeah. What what more did you fucking... Do you need Times Square? What the hell? You you want you want Ghostface on a giant piano at F.A.O. Schwartz? I yeah. mean, I do. You, like... But, like... Someone, someone didn't die dangling from the Brooklyn Bridge. This is horseshit. <laughs> you we want him in every borough? the bull on, on, in the financial district? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, this is... It's crazy. I don't know what they... I mean, what could they have left out? What the fuck? I, what, what time did oh, we you know need what? to waste... Showing off the grandeur of New York City for you. I want one thing where Tara's just eating a black and white cookie and commenting on eating a black and white cookie. And, and they're like, New York, yeah, right? And, yeah, and like having like a corned beef sandwich and like going to, going, going to being, like, talking about like, you know, I'd really love to go to Carnegie Hall. Like just, just throw it out there. Oh my God. Thank God. It didn't have to hear one more conversation about why bagels are better in New York. Yeah. Oh my God. The water. The, the, the Guys, the water. we don't need it. We know. Or like, we thank know. God I'm finally having real pizza for the first time. Oh my God. Don't you just love how this city like never closes down? I can never go back to California. Everything closes so early there. Can you imagine the bad version of Scream 6 where everybody got what they wanted? <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually just Gossip Girl. And it's just Gossip Girl. God, and what a coup for Gossip Girl to get Jenna Ortega. Oh my God. It might have it survived. Wow. It might have survived. It might have. It, it would have survived. <laughs> would have survived. Jenna Ortega could keep anything alive. <laughs> So now she stayed alive in Scream 5. That girl got put through the fucking hellscape yeah. ringer. So I, I got enough New York. Yes. But but what broke my heart, and I, I honestly shook me to my core, you had gone, you had gotten up during the scene, and when you came back, I intentionally you'd left seen during it. that scene. I okay. Was like, I don't want to watch this again. When Annika dies, when because wow. Mindy's girlfriend is introduced as this like fucking awesome person. She's they so hot and nice. Sex positive. Yeah. Uh, or no, sorry. Le- sorry. Quinn is sex Quinn positive. Quinn is sex positive. Sex positive roommate. But but she, they're just super queer and fun and she's pretty yeah. and like that's her job. Yeah, and she clearly like takes seriously too that like we protect Tara. Yes. Like she is she is part of the, like the oh I don't like this. But I love that like yeah babe kind of moment that they have like and it's just like oh god I want her to live so bad and I know that she can't because this is a scream movie. Right. Like somebody and has to die. If we're going to have that core four around. Shit, yeah. We got to lose more people. And then Gail shows up and Kirby I'm like, "Well, fuck." Yeah. If you are a side character in this movie, you are dead or you're a killer. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? True. Yeah. The the Annika thing I didn't want to watch again because it's so, like, I get it, but it made me too sad. And it's not only did they make it, they make you love her character, but they make her death so brutal and so awful. Yeah. Um, she, when she, that after she is brutally stabbed. Yeah. And like, then like, saved, like knife pulled up her pulled gut up. to mm-hmm. like, you don't actually know if she made it to the hospital that she would survive this anyway. Then 
she goes up to her room, the room where they're all barricaded in or whatever, yeah. and she and everybody gets across the ladder going through apartments through New York, right? And she clearly, because like the hot boy Danny on the other side of the the building, he runs a ladder from his bedroom window to the bedroom window that they're trapped. Because in thank so God they have that alley. Because they can crawl across. Yeah, the famous New York alleyway system. And um, and it's it seems it seemed clear to me in watching it that like as they're going across one by one, like. Mindy doesn't want to go. She wants Annika to go first. And I think, and Annika is like clearly wasting away here. Like she's bleeding out and she's been sliced wide open. Yeah. And she's like, no, you go. No. And you seem to me, there was a clear sense that Annika was aware she didn't stand much of a chance to live anyway. So it was like, no, you go. Yeah. Like, I don't got a lot of time here. Like you need to go. So Mindy makes it across and Annika's the last one. And by that time, Ghostface has broken through into the bedroom. Yeah. And he, he torments her. She dies being tormented. He shakes the ladder. He's not going to stab her or pull her back. He's just going to shake the ladder until she falls off, careens down, probably like three or four stories, and dies, I would imagine, by the impact trauma to her face when she lands on a dumpster. Before her body hits the ground. Yeah, before that flips her body, ass over tea kettle, and she hits the ground flat. It's so awful that I was literally shaking when you came to sit down. Yeah. My hand was shaking. Yeah. I was so, uh, it, I was so upset by it that I was like, actually really impressed that the movie had the guts to do that. It really, it, it really this underscored, it really underscored like the thing of like, these, wow, yes, oh, th- these are these guys' screen movies. Yeah. Like they, they really don't fuck around with the violence in these. Yeah. So there's a mean spiritedness that the other four screams don't have. Yeah, the, I mean the mean spiritedness in that bodega sequence when innocent Whoa. people are just murdered oh, left just and right, mowing and, them down. I mean, it was just like it was really after those two kills, mm-hmm. this movie could have done whatever it wanted, and I would have been on board honestly because <laughs> I was like, this is actually horror. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been scared at a movie the way I was scared watch or scared at a scream movie mm-hmm. the way I was scared at this movie. I was really scared. I think it handles its suspense moments incredibly well. And and it maintains it yeah. through the entire... I mean, the suspense in this movie is maintained, I would say, through the whole film. Mm-hmm. In a way that I haven't had in a long time. Like, I, I do... I love Scream 4. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that suspense for me. Mm-hmm. It was more... Four is a comedy forward movie. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot I love about it, clearly. And if you want to find out, listen to our episode. <laughs> yeah, um, Right after you're done voting. Um, <laughs> but... I but this movie had and maybe that's what makes it feel like such a West movie mm. is the suspense mm. because it is so taut. Um, once it starts, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the sequence that comes after that kill? Because I feel like there's one other kill that was like awful. Um, fuck. I think the train is the next featured one after that. Okay, so that's the next big piece. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna come back to because there is one other thing. But yeah, the train is so good. Because the train is actually a sequence where anybody who's been on public transportation that much, it's already miserable. Yeah. I mean, like, even even when you're in New York and you're like, ooh, New York, I'm yeah. on the subway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, we get it. Um, It's legit. But, like... Well, it's, I guess, I guess Gale, Gale comes before the, the It subway. does come before it. Gale comes before the subway, yeah. Okay, well, Gale is an awesome sequence. Gale's a wonderful sequence. Gale, it's getting to, but, it's Gale getting to be full Gale. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Before we even get to kill Gale, but we don't kill her, but you know what I mean. Before we get to the Gale sequence, we get, what I love is Gale gets to send us a copy. <laughs> In part six, which who saw that coming? I, I love that when when Gail comes back and Sam and Tara confront her, and she's just like, "Thought you weren't going to write about us." And yeah, Sam, Sam was like, "You promised you would not write a fucking book about what happened in five. And Gail's basically like, 
I'm Gail. Yeah, I'm Gail. This is what I do. This is like my literal job. Yeah, I'm a I'm a mean person. I am. I, I've never been good. No. I've, but you I'm, just love me anyway. I'm self-serving yeah. and craven. And the only good part about me is dead. Remember? Yeah. You watch part five? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you're responsible. Uh-huh. But anyways, all that is said because she puts her hand on a piece of glass and Gail comes back in CGI and yeah. says, you know, I'm um, So she swings a fist at Gail, misses, which is like, oh, that's such a fun nod. Yeah. It's a, it's a full, it's a full, like, dip out of the way. Like, yeah. it's a bob and weave. Sam goes to throw a punch. Gail dodges her. And it feels great because it's like, oh, see, Gail's been through this. And she yeah. says something um, along those lines. Yeah, she's like, nice try. Like, I've been through this before. And, like, almost before she can finish the line, tiny Jenna Ortega comes in from out of frame and just clocks her in the fucking jaw. It's so satisfying. The whole theater cheered. It is so... Even though we all love Gail. Oh, yeah. But that moment was just so Gail. It's, well, that's, that's foundational to a screen movie is... There's going to be a Gale. You need someone to be like, fucking really, Gale? Like, you yes. need someone to, to, to check Gale. Yeah. And because then because she's an asshole. But also, as soon as Gale's checked, then you can believe anything she does. You're like, <laughs> okay, sure. Gale gets full reign to do whatever. Yeah, because she Gale, say whatever. Gale investigative journalists her way into finding the layer, the mausoleum to the ghost faces of your ghost faces of your that um is being kept. Kirby knew nothing about it, couldn't find it. Gail finds it. Kirby the FBI. Kirby the FBI nothing. couldn't find it. But and Gail Weathers, yeah, on the case. Yeah, Gail Weathers will find a way. Yeah, as we know. So and you know and Gail's dining out on it in the moment. She and she, I love that she's making fun of Kirby for how young she's. Like you look a zygote. Like you are, you are a child. They're giving children FBI badges these days. Like Gail is still taking every chance to get her shots in. And I love the moment when when the Carpenters and Gail finally come together. And Tara looks at her and she's like. I'm sorry I punched you in the face. And Gail's like, no, you're not. And Tara just goes, no, I'm not. And she smiles. And like, and you know Gail loves that. Yeah. You know Gail loves, Gail loves that she's not That's sorry. how you say I love you to Gail. <laughs> you admit to something selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't take it back. Yeah. She's and like, Gail's that's like, right. That's yeah. my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, job, that's Gail. how you know we're close. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? how you know they can trust each other. Gail's like, Gail's like your aunt. Who maybe <laughs> drinks a little bit at Thanksgiving. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. You just get it immediately. And you're like, that's how I'm going to impress her. <laughs> you know? And and so, like, when when Gail... It, oh, because it's a... That's why it's almost forgettable. Because they're in the back of a van and Mindy's like, we've done this before. Yeah. Because we've literally done it before in Scream 2. Yeah, it, it's, it's a full Scream 2 van, trace the call kind of thing. We're going to do it. And actually, it's the first time in the movie where I'm like, oh, no. We're kind of doing the same thing again. And I love that they're really like, no, we're not. Uh-huh. It's so fast. We're in that. We're in that. They comment on it being yeah. the same thing. It is a meta moment. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, and immediately Sam knows where the call's going. Yeah. It's going to Gail's. Yeah. Is that the Upper West Side? Gail's on the Upper West Side at 96 in Amsterdam. At eating, she's actually on the Upper East Side eating yogurt um, on the steps of the Met. <laughs> but they're back at the apartment, whatever. Gail's, Gail's at her apartment on the Upper West Side. That's where they find out Ghostface is calling from. And that's like... Tara hears the ad, she's, Kirby's like, oh, he's on the Upper West Side, that's crazy, he's halfway across town, and Tara's like, 96th? Like, the corner of 96th? And she's like, yeah, how did you know that? And, and Tara goes, Gail. Like, so she, Tara follows her instincts to steal Detective Bailey's cop car. Love that. Steals the cop car, but, and Sam's like, are we, are, like, are you gonna turn on the siren? And Tara goes, do you think we're gonna steal this car and not turn on the siren? Like, they're gonna have fun. And they're going to siren their way up to New York City. And, and, and also in the cop giving himself away for the first time when he's like, no, don't go after that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, bug, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And then we get like the extended sequence of Ghostface calling Gail and him wiping out her boyfriend 
in the background of, of the apartment and them just like having the talk and and Ghostface getting his digs in and being like, you know, you were always second fiddle to Sydney. Like, what did you ever bring to this? Giving Gail the incredible opening to say the brains and the sex appeal. Yeah, it's so like, great. Gail's like, I'm not second fiddle to fucking anyone. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's so Ghostface's call is so off, but it's fun that he tries. It's fun that he tries. Like they It's they, still a fun moment. They aren't they don't know who they're fucking with when they call right. Gail. I love that Gail immediately like Gail runs to the apartment. Gail goes for a gun. She immediately starts shooting through doors. Like she's doing sensible things. And then they get it in the amazing moment of like Ghostface is talking and Gail does the can I put you on hold for a second and then Ghostface what hangs up on him yep and then she calls Ghostface's phone back to the number hears the phone on the other side of a door so she's like she's thinking she's doing smart things yeah because she's Gail and in the, she's and the, the brains and I am so fucking <laughs> stressed in that entire scene because I'm like please don't kill Gail I know me please. too and then when Gail when he chases Gail outside. You, I watched you react to that visibly. I climbed out of my seat. Yeah. I, I was you, like, if Gail goes Disney villain style off the side of this building, <laughs> I'm leaving. It, and it like. Unceremoniously flung off the side of a building. Yeah. Listen, after the way they took care of Dewey in yeah. five. No, I. It could have happened. It could have happened. And so I'm just, I'm so scared that they're going to like, well, we have, you know, Sydney is not in this anymore. I, I do kind of, it's, it's theoretically nice the way they acknowledge Sydney in this movie, but because of why because of why Nev is not involved in the movie, it's, I think it actually doesn't land very well. It's, I agree. Because Gail is, like, like they're, Gail brings up Sydney, and Sam and Tara are like, she's not coming here, is she? Because, like, they don't want her in danger either. And Gail goes, no, she's going somewhere safe with Mark and the kids, but she sends her love. And it was like, I don't think Nev sends her love. Yeah, doubt it. Yeah, like, actually, like, I, it would have been enough to be like, no, she's going somewhere safe with Mark and the kids. Yeah, just let it, let That's it be. That's it she sends her love yeah, i'm sure she fucking doesn't actually like yeah. ne- nev campbell does not is is marginally a public figure she keeps herself out of the out of the public eye pretty much entirely she does not she takes work very selectively and she publicly said like what they offered me was disrespectful like she yep. publicly commented on the bad terms of a deal she was offered to reprise her franchise anchoring role in one of, in arguably, but to me, the best horror franchise of all time. No, I don't think she sent a, a post-it along to the production being like, XOXO, love you guys. Yeah, it really was a, the line. It was even, almost condescending. But even when on accident. Courtney said the line, you could see Courtney knew. It, I mean, that line didn't come out like she sent her love. No. I mean, it was like, and this is a line she I have to say. She sent a fucking copy. Yeah. She sent you a copy. She sent you a copy. Yeah. Like, and that, so like, again, in theory, it was really sweet. But if you didn't know at all why why Nev is not in it, you'd be like, well, that's nice. But if you know at all why she's not, it's like, that feels like a slap in the face. Yeah. If I were, if I were Nev Campbell, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'd be like, I did not consent to you giving, I did not consent to you surreptitiously giving my blessing to what you're doing here yeah, right it's just now. fucking gross. And so that just, that felt like, that felt like a really nice attempt to do something sweet that I, I think actually given the context is unfair. Yeah. Um, That and Billy are like really my only gripes with this movie. But when she, all, all, the, the additional piece of that is where she's like, she deserves to have her happy ending. Yes. That's what I had an issue with. Cause I'm like, oh, so now you're going to stamp it goodbye. Yep. Instead exactly of being like, right. we're going to hash this out next, like, in between now and next movie so we can at least get her paid if we're gonna bring her back mm-hmm. like she deserves her happy ending she deserves her happy ending fuck you guys and it's like she didn't get it yeah like fuck you Sydney, Sydney did Nev didn't 
Right. She deserves her happy but by ending. Saying she that, deserves to be aggrieved to the point where she she wasn't gonna do like she wasn't necessarily on board for more screams. Then she did five and she was like, Of course I'd come back because it seemed like it was a really positive experience for her. Right. And so to have been turned away at the door, I can't imagine how subpar whatever she was offered was. Yeah. Because girl, ask for your quote. Ask for the fucking moon. Like you're Sydney fucking Prescott. Right. So yeah, she deserves her happy ending was like, who's happy ending? Yeah, it felt me? it felt like a, a really forced period to that sentence that yeah. I didn't like. Uh-huh. So that. Yeah. Um, but when she's there is a great Gale moment when she the right Gale before she gets um taken out mm-hmm. but when uh the killer asks like he's trying to put her down by being like guess your boyfriend because he stabs the boyfriend yeah, like it looks like, it's like like all those muscles didn't help like didn't add up to anything and and in true gail fashion rather than being like horrified or grieving which yeah. is what the killer's wanting her to do <laughs> yeah. she goes yeah i guess not it's not <laughs> yeah. it was just like like <laughs> yeah it was like yeah no this everybody after dewey is a compromise and it's just yeah keeping her like occupied. no that's definitely i am just fucking but thanks yeah but but like, thanks it, it really was i kind of love that no it was great it was perfectly gale yeah and then perfectly gale killer comes out and attacks her she takes a stab in the hip she takes a stab in the i think in the shoulder and then she she does what dewey should have done in five she she crawls her, because they both get injured, she crawls her way to the knife, she picks it up and immediately raises her hand up to stab the person. She's not wasting time, yep. she's not trying to pull off a mask, she immediately grabs the knife, goes to kill them, but on the plunge down, they have grabbed a large shard of broken glass from the busted tabletop and run her through the abdomen. Yes. And it's like, that's what, that's what could have fucking happened to Dewey. That, like, him not fucking up and looking at a ringing phone. Oh, my God, when he, yeah. no, he expressly says, I gotta go back because you gotta shoot him in the head because the presumption is they're not dead. And then he he basically kills himself in that moment. No, Gail did the right thing. She goes straight for the kill shot, but he got the jump on her. This reminds me of what I think this movie does well that the last one maybe didn't because there was a lot of criticism, like, there was no cat and mouse in the last movie. Yeah. This movie is all cat and it's mouse. It's all cat and mouse. They're it's like, all oh, cat and mouse. what did you say we didn't have? No, take it. <laughs> And it's like, God, I hope they take that note with the Skeet Ulrich thing. Just, guys, take that note. Yeah, like, let but that the, final tie. Like, you're, you've retired out, Gail. That's it. And so, okay, get Can't the Billy ghost now. of Billy have his happy ending? He's got the happiest ending of, all, of them all. He's <laughs> fucking still here, man. So, just... He died 20 years ago, and he's still here. He's, he's ne- they're never letting him go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let but the spirit rest. What you brought up for a little bit earlier, I wanted to bring up before we get into, like, the kind of the final sequence that just keeps going, because... The dinner with the friends, the core yeah. four. I do want to say, we have not fully resolved that, like, uh, presumably if you're listening to this, you want to hear spoilers. Gail's laying there, dying. Sam rushes in, grabs a gun, shoots Ghostface before he can totally, wa- shoots oh, right. at Ghostface before he can wipe her out. He runs, they, Sam and Tara rush Gail because they got there in the police car. And she's dying on the floor, and she's fading. And I, lo- I love what she says. She tells them, she's like, he didn't get me. Tell Sydney he never got me. And then she like goes out and you're like, oh my God, we just lost Gail. Oh my fucking God. Like, I'm I'm so angry. I was very upset. I'm so angry. And then the paramedics rush in and they're checking. And then we, we get, there's that pause. And then the paramedic goes, I got a faint pulse here. <sighs> oh, thank God. <sighs> yeah. She's rushed to the hospital. We're informed at the very end, like, she's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and I hope, and that's it. I hope that's it. I hope I so. Hope that's, I hope that's a wrap on Gail Weathers. Yeah, that'd be great. Because be he never a, got her. He never. That's what I would he like. He never got Let's her. Let's have it be that Ghostface never got her. He never got her. I, I would want love that, that. To be it. 
And with that and the dropping of, of Billy's mask at the very end, I'm like, okay, maybe we are fully in our own territory now. But yes, I you no, it would be lovely because especially because if if she did die from that, wouldn't that be so awkward to tell Sydney that he never got her when he did? Yeah, that would that would be like a real, what a like, weird call. Hey, I know that we all know what happened here. Um, said, but I just wanted to call you to tell you, Gail says. Gail says. Gail wants you to hear this. Story. Gail says he didn't get me. Yeah. He never got me. Yeah, it was natural causes. It was something else. Um, I think it was just like a surgery gone wrong or yeah. Yeah. some but kind. But Ghostface never got her. Complication. Yeah. As far as a complication is something. Tell Sydney he never got Wasn't her. Ghostface just happened the same day. <laughs> Which brings us to, I think, our, I think we can get into the finale. What makes the finale so spectacular and leading into that whole subway sequence is, to me, the dinner sequence where, or the, at the um, dinner table sequence, yeah. the right before Annika's happens, death. Yes, right before it's the spree kill of Quinn and Annika and the tear through the apartment building. There's this like eye of the storm where yeah, the four four. That's very much what it is. Is it's almost like a feeling like where the electricity goes out. Yeah, and you're all hanging out by candlelight. candlelight. Like it yeah. feels like that. Yeah, like where you just have each other, mm-hmm. and there it's so warm and it feels so real and authentic, and every character is just themselves. So realized. Chad is the one who yes. introduces these like. Well, you know, we, we, we came, he like, we're the core four and they're like, you can't give yourself a nickname. What the fuck is that? And the core four is a good nickname. They're all being haters. Yes. And, and Mindy's like, I cannot accept that. Jenna's like, don't embarrass me. This is God awful. Like do, do not give that man a high five right now. And he's being such a cornball and he's being so cute. It's adorable. And he, we're the core four. Like we've got, we've got each other. We're here to take care of each other. And it's, it's just this, it's a moment that, um, makes me want them to live forever. <laughs> And it does. It, it they in they in that in that scene really specifically they became you don't get to kill these people. Yep. You actually don't get to kill you these actually, people ever. You don't get to. No. You not you've in, now, not this one, not the next one. Nope. Not in, in <laughs> Sorry. as long as these characters are in these movies, you don't actually get to kill them. Yeah. Sorry. And I think that makes it really special until Me too. the next trilogy made ten years down the line where they unceremoniously kill one of them like Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, you can't do that to Mason. And Mason, oh my God, Mason Gooding is, is he's he's getting so many great moments in this movie. Mindy's getting to be even more of Mindy. Oh my God, they gave Mindy so much Mindy. Yeah, it's I, great. I love it. And we didn't have to have, they didn't, I like the appearances that mm-hmm. happened in the last movie, but there were no like weird, like trotting out a guest star from a past movie no. for no reason. No. And I love that. No, Everybody really... was a real character that was like integral to the story. Yeah. And so it, Mindy gets to have all the Mindy real estate. She doesn't have to split it with anybody else yeah. when she's saying what's happening or <laughs> connecting it to the past. She just gets to be Mindy the whole time. Yeah, she's not competing with anybody else. And it and at the there's the the dinner table scene is so sweet for for so many reasons. And it begins like at the dinner table officially because they're horsing around a little bit in the kitchen when Mason says the core four thing. But then they settle in at the dinner table, and that's when Tara goes over first to Sam because Sam is like she it's it's on TV that she's the prime fucking suspect. And she's, so she goes and sits at this table and she's, she is just kind of grieving and Tara walks up to her and she's like, Hey, and and Sam's like, it's just so hard to be so hated. And Tara's, I love the moment of acknowledgement. It it felt like, it felt like kind of where we are in 2023 with how discourse about like feelings and mental health has become more commonplace. And for Tara to say to Sam, like, I just want you to know that I know I can't, like, none of us can understand what you're going through. And I'm really sorry you have to go through that alone. It was like, that feels like an advancement. Like, that's not how we talk to each other necessarily, like, among teens in 1996. Right. But I think in 23, 2023, where kids are so online and they're so connected and they're 
they're so exposed to like discourse and talking points like and and the language of therapy and the language of mental health and movements around making those kinds of conversations more commonplace it felt genuine for a, a, a presumably 18 19 year old to say that to her sister and have it be real yeah and it was a great recognition of the different experience that sam is having from everybody else in the movie yeah and that's when mindy and chad come over to the table and, and chad goes like nobody at this table hates you like we love you and 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 mindy's like i think mindy says something about like them being friends and the, and like mindy and chad both emphasize like actually like we came here together because we're a family like mindy and chad like assert to them like no we came here because we're family hmm. that's what we are and then they have like the cutest little dinner where they sam finally opens up that she's been fucking the hot guy from across the hall and they've oh, all God. known they're all like high-fiving about it like i've been waiting for this i fucking knew it i called it and it's just a great it is it's the moment where it locks us into them and even about that hot guy across the way mm-hmm. like he has a great moment he has a couple of great moments. he does he's a couple of great moments actually. for being a character that isn't a part of the core of the film and they have great they give mason they give chad great moments to emphasize to him that he's not the part of the core of the film yeah. <laughs> okay weird noon guy time for you to go when yep. he ushers him out of the apartment yeah you're the he, suspicious outsider he brings in the he brings in like for the core four handshake and, and the neighbor danny's like yeah core four and chad goes eh, it's an us thing yeah the, like, <laughs> and it's it, i think what i what made me love danny was when he was like hey don't trust anyone not me not even me yeah, not me, not anyone. Yeah, and not that your, made not me your like, friends, not anyone, not even me. That made me really happy because it was like, oh, thank God, not another boyfriend who's going to be like, please prioritize me. Over everyone. Over your sister, over everyone. Because that guy, we just saw him on the first date. Yeah, and he was Richie also. <laughs> yes, and he like, was Richie. And it was watching all, but, but... Five all over again it made it, the emphasis on how infuriatingly selfish Richie is and how much he's immediately trying to isolate Sam from her sister is so infuriating. Like, it's supposed to be. It's, it's a great yes. thing they did. Yes. But it's like, oh yeah, you are the fucking worst. Yeah. And so it's fantastic that he's just like, hey, it's not about me. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, a boyfriend who says it's not about him? <laughs> that guy must be bi. That's a bisexual man. That's not a straight man. That's not a straight man. And that's how I know because Jake goes, I love him. I love that he, I love that he my, sorry, my, my boyfriend goes, I'm really glad he lived. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there it is. Identification. Yeah. Identification. That's a good dude. Yeah. And then it like, even it gets down to the final showdown. We're at the mausoleum that's going to become the kill palace. And they're going in and, and Sam turns around. She's like, no, like you got to go. And he does it like kill palace. The, it's a kill palace. And, I love that. And he's like, he kind of, he's like, I like, he wants to protect her. Like he wants her to be okay. And she pushes, like, he doesn't push hard though, but she just like reaffirms. She's like, you're not Woodsboro. Yep. And he's like, okay, I get it. I get it. Be safe. That's it. And then does the fucking sensible thing. Goes to get more police. Yep. He actually leaves to go do something helpful. Can you believe it? He lets them, he he respects what she asks, and then he goes to help her in the way that he can. I'm sorry, a boyfriend who does what? <laughs> who listens, who says it's not about me. Yeah. Who says be safe and then helps you be safe. Yeah, and then helps you be safe in a way that confirm conforms to the boundary that you set. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. What what a model. What a what a model man. Oh, and also, 
by the way, guys, we totally uh, skipped over. It's important that in the Billie Eilish song scene, uh, Chad totally goes to kiss Tara. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we missed that. And it's really sweet. I actually support this ship. And there's there's tension between them throughout the movie where, like, they're trying to close the distance. They're trying to close the distance. Even Mindy at one point is like, Jesus, can you guys just fucking make out already? My God. Like, so it's a known, it's, it's, they establish that it's kind of perceived among the friends that, like, Chad's carrying a torch for Tara. Yeah. And then we finally, when we're in the kill, when we're in the kill zone, we're in the kill palace at the end, they finally get a chance to kiss. And it's beautiful. Very, it's very sweet. Yeah. And, and honestly, the, the, the chemistry between the two of them, I was pregnant. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. And it feels earned too in the way, like so so often there's a moment like that in a genre movie where two characters are becoming romantically involved. You're like, now? Yeah. Right now? And this, this one's just feels... like, no, this is, this is, this, this is, is right. this has months of history behind it. This has been building up to yep. this. Like this it's moment. It's Halloween. It's a magic time of year. It's, a, it's, a, it's the greatest time of year and it's here. <gasps> Sorry, I was going to keep singing Ally and AJ, but then I also got excited about the fact that it's Halloween on a subway. <laughs> it's Halloween on a subway. A, a pandemonium time of year in New York City. Um, and so then we have, like, but, we have Sam reconciling with her demons and her dad in the main room. We have but, Mindy and Tara. Can I please, about the subway, just before we oh, do, yeah. because it is... We should is, mention that what happened on the subway, too. It is such a fucking spectacular set piece. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that any time... Anybody's ever been in New York can say it takes hours to ride the subway. No, sorry. Happy birthday, Barbie reference. But it, it's just like being separated in yeah. a crowd when half of your friends get on one train and yeah. you have to wait for the next one. That's so real. Yeah, it and is. And then having no service because you're in the fucking subway and <laughs> yeah. can't even text each other to find out, did that person make it? Yeah. That's yeah. so real. Yeah. That's why it's like, to me, this goes back to the whole thing of like such a good use of New York because it's like, this is a good use of location. Mm-hmm. Like being able to not have to be like that moment where it's like, oh, I guess we broke our phones or our batteries are dead. It's like, yeah. no, this is actually where your phone fails. Yeah. This is actually where you get separated from your friends. Like using the city in a way where like the city is an enemy. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. And to on top of it, to make it Halloween, a day when everybody's out and using public transportation, yeah. everybody's in a costume, mm-hmm. everybody looks like a threat. And of course, in cynical 2023, when the killer is on the loose, the ghost face masks are going to sell out and everybody's wearing them. Yeah, there's a local news piece that's done at one up. point where she's like, you know, some local news anchor is like, do you have your mask? Like, she's going yep. to buy hers because people are dying, Kim. Really, really a, a, a superior news sequence than the evil dies tonight yeah, news far, sequence. Yeah, far superior. <laughs> really love this one. Feels real. And, and the outcome of the train scene is that Mindy gets stabbed. Yeah, it's, gets it's a horrifically scary scene that will haunt me because it's like every time the train blinks darker, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love this trick in a movie anyways. Oh yeah. There, there's always the a new way to do darkness it. Darkness allows you to get impossibly a killer to get close closer to a bad and closer. Yeah. It is as Ghostface gets closer to Mindy because you don't know. It's like, is that Ghostface? And also Ethan's on the train with her, curly hair dude, yeah. the, the the roommate, Mason's roommate that were like, wow, you're still in this movie? Why? And, yeah. and he actually, Mason, he even says it to Mason and yeah. Mason's just like, because I got to keep eyes on you. Yeah. And okay, sure, makes sense. He's there to he's kind of there to guard her, but like mm-hmm. then he's making creepy faces and you're like, Are you Ghostface? Yeah. Then this other ghost face comes up and stabs her with its hand over her mouth while a drunk girl next to her is passed out. Yeah. Doesn't even see her dying, which mm-hmm. is like very trick or treat, yeah. which I love. Ott's horror film that's great time. Um this death is horrific, and then it's not a death. Which and then I love. It's, yeah, and then it's not a death. But it's, this step, but it's so funny when she gets off of the train with him, and she's just like, she gives that great one. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan's like, oh, he's like, oh my god, are you okay? And she goes, oh, I'm so good. 
and then they like paramedics show up. She's like, I hate this fucking franchise. And, it's and Mindy's, so off, Mindy's off to the hospital. Um, so as, she unfortunately doesn't get to come with us to the Kill Palace. Yeah, Mindy's off the hospital as as the, the other museum. as the as the as the remaining trio goes with Kirby to to the kill to the kill zone. Which, by the way, has been designed as Kirby explains. They can get in once they get in. It's locked. Yeah. So you can't get out. Yeah. But despite this. Ghostface somewhere, one of the ghost faces, yeah. has chained the door shut. Yeah. Well, I think, well, they, yeah, like, I I, I forget, it might even, because I feel like we see the chain, yeah. The, 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 it's when whatever. they're trying to escape, and that's why, because yeah. then she's like, Kirby chained us in. Yeah. So I get it. It's a misdirect, but I love yeah. it. They're like, we're really letting you know that there's only one exit. Well, and the, and the police, and Detective Bailey has called, Detective Bailey has called them to be like, you're not safe. Get out of there. Kirby, Kirby was fired from the from the agency two months ago after the Woodsboro murders. She started declining precipitously. Went mad. Um, she doesn't work for the FBI. She's been lying. And so then they're like, "Oh my God, we're stuck in here with Kirby. Kirby's the killer." Yeah, when but of course fact, we all know that that's not true. When in fact, um, Kirby gets attacked by the killers and leaving the other three of them vulnerable. And then it's a fucking melee as one, two, three killers filter their way into the environment. And it's such a fantastic final set because it's like, it's a movie theater. Yeah. An old movie theater with gross old raisinets, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Which is fodder for a very romantic moment. Yeah. A very cute little, a very cute little flirtation. Meanwhile, the other room is a converted museum yeah. for every kind of artifact of what's happened because yeah. some weird collector would do that. That weird collector actually being Richie, right? Yeah. Is the reveal. But my favorite part is that they're in memoriam. They are broadcasting or they're projecting Richie's old films. Yeah, Richie's old home movies. Richie's Richie's fucking fan scream films. Yeah, that are so embarrassing. They're it's like oh my god, you guys do not play Furbots at my funeral. (laughs) Actually, no, do please play. No, I was going to say I don't believe you on that. Wrong. But it's just like the most embarrassing things treating it like it's art and i'm like oh my god this is so white like this is white culture yeah guys. And he's this the, really is it he is the most dickless loser imaginable and he and is as family, every bit as pathetic as we know him to be and it's just like oh my god we have to and so having all of this happen with like the literal ghost of him being projected onto the wall is yeah. kind of fantastic oh yeah i thought it was great so the reveal that Going back to that reveal, that it is the kill the cop. He's like, of course it's me. Yeah. But there's this really beautiful moment where two ghost face show up. Yeah. And they clean their knives. Well, and it, it comes after the harrowing moment of like because Ghostface comes out and he's he attacks Tara. Mason, uh, Ch- Chad defends Tara. They go on it. All the three of them end up together. The carpenters and Chad are running around. They end up back in the concessions room, and then he's like trying to fend off Ghostface when a second Ghostface shows up, and they get him from both sides. They grab his arms, and they are fucking wailing on him yeah. in both sides of his torso with knives. Horrific. He's coughing blood, and he's trying to. He's telling him like, "Go, go, go." Tara is screaming bloody murder. Sam is trying to pull her away. And then once they get done stabbing him fucking dozens of times, just like rat-a-tat-tat, they stay, like they both face the carpenters and in perfect unison grab their blades with their gloves and clean them off. Just like pull their hands simultaneously in perfect motion. The choreography is beautiful. It is an outstanding and moment. another nice little Scream 2 foil, the opening of Scream 2 Kill is at a movie theater mm-hmm. where somebody is stabbed mercilessly well not somebody jada pinkett Pinkett is stabbed the way that he is so like that quick like coughing blood up out of her mouth Mm -hmm. and this and on her knees Mm -hmm. she spits the blood out and it looks very similar to him being on his knees with the blood coming out and i'm like at a movie theater and this is the end of the film so i'm like i love it and that's when we think well there's no possible way 
Chad could have made it. No, we did not think that. We knew. Oh, I didn't know. Really? I, I, was, I, like, I was like, four is a lot to live. And he made it. This is, He got stabbed a bunch of fucking times That's true. And he did time. just have a kiss. And, and that's usually a happy moment is kind of it for and you. And he also lived and he also died once already, basically. I was very. And came back. So I was, I was like, shit, I guess we're going to go down a twin. And like, that's hard, man. Especially with how like they didn't take Gale from us and Kirby was still there. I was like, I think we might have lost one. So yeah, I thought he was, okay. I thought he was a goner. That's fair. Um, but so we proceed back through and they get like the sisters get run back into the main, back into the main theater room. And that's where the great reveal is staged. But the sisters together. Oh, I love their back to back before they get the, before they get their asses monologued off. They're back to back. Like there's a pile of bricks on the ground. They each pick up a brick. They're, they're standing, you know, not they're facing opposite each other. And Tara's freaking out. And Sam's like, I need you. I need you to be strong. Like, I need you to be with me right now. And Tara's like, okay. Ah! It just like yeah. screams and is fucking ready to attack when suddenly like, oh, wait, this is pandemonium and we have to get everything explained to us. This is a little bit of a side note, but it reminds me of something that I love so much about this movie with Tara where she has a moment right before this happens. I don't remember where it is. Maybe it was the subway, but she was like, I don't want what happened to us to define me. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it was really in the beginning, but it comes up as a theme because Mm -hmm. she brings, they talk about it later too. Mm -hmm. It comes up, like it just is a thing, right? Like, and it's like, I haven't gone through. I think she says, like, is this going to be our whole lives? Yes. Is this going to be our whole lives? And it's like, I think there's something almost exhausting about trauma sometimes where it's like, is this seeing them fight their way out, having posed questions like that Mm -hmm. and being like, maybe it is, maybe it's not, Mm -hmm. but who we are is we're fighters Mm -hmm. felt pretty inspirational. Like watching that actually made me be like, I felt something in me mm -hmm. move. Do you know what I mean? Well, and that, that it ends, that it ends in five with Sam asking Gail and Sydney am I going to be okay? Because she doesn't know. And Nev says, Sydney says, you will be. But she doesn't tell her when and she doesn't tell her how. And when we get to her in six, she's not. Yeah. Like, she's not okay. And clearly, like, she's not about to be okay because everything's going to get awful again. And then for, you know, for Tara to come to the sad realization of like, is this going to be our whole lives? Is it ever going to be okay again? Am I ever going to get to be normal again? And it, and all Sam can do is I think kind of look at her and be like, I don't know. Yeah. And then, then to have in that moment where at the very end of it, like there it's it's great it escalates into a great crescendo everybody kind of gets a versus we get quinn versus sam and we get ethan versus tara and they get incredible shots we get checkoffs let me go we get checkoffs let me go so she has to literally drop tara from the balcony of the movie theater onto ethan but not before she or with she hands her the knife first yeah because she's she, carrying a knife in her in her belt. She's got got it. Snap, she's carrying her dad her dad's knife. Yeah, she's got it. She's got it fastened into her belt. She hands it to Tara. Drops Tara onto Ethan. Which at which point Ethan stabs her in the gut. Like yeah, Ethan gets the shot horrific. in. And but then Tara gives as good as she gets, and she stabs him in the fucking mouth. So good in the open. And we get the I like the line of like I always wanted to stick something in you, Tara, because I like really emphasizing the misogyny of a misogynist yeah. killer. Oh, totally. So like the fact that she mouth fucks him to death with a knife is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, it's fantastic. And she gets that great like she gets almost that Sam look in her eye where she's like, do I like killing? Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell she's kind of having fun. And then we get then we get um Sam with a gun versus Quinn with a knife. And just that look in Sam's eyes where she's just staring down the barrel. Look at she's like, looks like you're down another brother. 
and, she, and Sam's having fun because as she's every her, fucking line from Sam is gold. It, it, she's come so into herself, and as she tells the therapist at the beginning of the movie, when she gives us the whole, here's what you missed on Glee. Um, she ends it with she's you know she talks about killing Richie. She's like, I stabbed him twenty two times, and then I slit his throat and shot him in the head. <laughs> like she gives us the stats, and she's like, and what scares me is that it felt right. Yeah. And so you see her in that moment where she's wielding a gun and she's pointing at this girl and she's like, this feels right. And then she shoots Quinn in the head and then she's down. And then we get that amazing, then dad comes up top and realizes that all three of his children are now dead because of the carpenters. And Sam thinks she's got like at least one more left in the chamber. She squeezes the trigger, it just clicks, the gun's empty. And she just gets, she just like looks at Detective Bailey and she's like, fuck it and just runs at him screaming yeah runs at this no man with a knife just... screaming just ah! yeah. it is so good it's so satisfying <laughs> and just throws the both of them over the balcony yeah and she's like fuck it we're going over sam is such a killing machine sam becomes and it's so great a killing when she finally gets a shot at ethan at that one point she just goes at him with a knife and it's just bam bam she is just rapid fire stabbing him like a half a dozen times before running off yeah and i so after he wakes up yeah. like the cop wakes up yeah after is, they've gone over the balcony they've gone over the balcony we get a little fade to black yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh and and guess what there's more yeah <laughs> because of course like fucked up sam wants to place the killer yeah because sam wants to the, have fun now and i love it yeah let I her do have too. fun guys <laughs> Let her, they're already locked in there. Everybody's going to die. Yeah, she's giving a what's Let your favorite scary thing. movie. She's using the voice. Uh-huh. She's having a good time. Yeah. And she, and they go for it. Mm-hmm. And it's so satisfying watching them murder him. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. She comes out, like, at this point, something in Richie's movie has caught on fire. So she walks through. It's an opened curtain of flames. And just, like, fuck, surprise, bitch. Cop turns around and she proceeds to stab him at least 15 to 20 times in both of his arms. She's going arms, you know arms, arms. She She's is. like taking you, you out his she fucking is. limbs. She just goes, she's going crazy. She's, she's going, going so going fast. nuts. She's going so fast, it's like cheetah speed. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, it is. She's on 1.5 speed. Definitely. And we're all still catching up. Yeah, yeah. So it's over before he knows it's over. <laughs> yeah. He catches one in the neck and he's holding, he's holding his neck. And that's when she reveals herself and her, he's like, she's wearing Billy's mask. She reveals herself wearing the costume, looking at him. And she, and that's when Tara emerges from like, she's, that's when Tara is behind her. And so Sam's talking to Detective Bailey and she's like, you know, I'm not like my dad was a killer, but like, that's not who I am. I'm better than that. And he looks at me and he's basically like, yeah, fuck you. You're better than that. And then she looks over at Tara. Cause like, He's like, oh, and he asks, he's like, who do you think they're going to believe? And she's like, the one who's still alive, which probably that's the opposite of who they might believe. But then Tara comes out after she's given this, you know, you know, great villain hero moment to the cop. And Tara just looks at her and Sam looks at Tara and they, and Tara kind of gives a nod. Like, I mean, yeah, go for it, sis. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, get it, cuz. Do your thing, (laughs) cuz. Do your thing, cuz. And I love the, the look on Tara's face of like, oh, come on. And Sam like fine like gives yep. this little like shrug i guess and she's what in rome you know yeah, exactly what in rome and then just like throat when in the like, kill palace fuck it when yep. in the kill palace do as the killers do mm-hmm. and just like throat cut dead great brilliant it is and when they walk back through the screen this is my personal favorite part where it says written and directed by richie, richie kirsch is what's projected on the screen that they're walking through and it's like <laughs> you wish <mother. laughs> 
so it's not so satisfying. What about what about my ending? Here here you this go. Movie, here it comes. Here it comes. This movie hates film bros. <laughs> and I love that. And there is there is the tender moment right after love, right after love, Detective yeah. Bailey is run through where she looks at her sister Sam does and she's like, "Are you okay?" and Tara just shakes her head and goes, "No." And it's like, "No, you wouldn't be." And curly-haired Ethan comes back for like one final scare. But not before Kirby <laughs> throws a TV, the, the original TV set Stu's that killed T- Stu. Yeah, Stu's killer television. Um, Over his head and yeah. kills him. Beautiful. And Kirby's like, I'm going to get one in too. You know what I mean? Affirming to us, affirming to us that he's, that she's still alive. Yep. And that she has agency within this franchise. Yep. That she is an active part of the finale. <laughs> which is yes. just as important as being alive. Absolutely. Because being an active part of the finale means... You are in the beginning of the next movie. Yeah, that's a very good point. So it, for fan service, big moment. Herbie. And as and and you know, we get the great moment between the sisters on the stairs where she's like, "I'm gonna." She tells Sam, "She's like, I'm gonna get so much therapy after this." <laughs> yeah. And the delivery is so good. And there, I again, the 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 Jenna Jenna's savviness with with line delivery, and and Sam gives her the like, you know, I want to be involved in your life as much as you want me to be, and almost like. Just as she finishes the sentence, but almost cutting her off, Tara says, I want you to be. And it felt so, it was like, wow, I'm just watching two real people have a conversation right now. Yeah. Should I leave? Yeah. Do you guys not want me here? Exactly. I'm so taken by the authenticity of that moment and just really impressed um, by the both of them and particularly Jenna Ortega. And that's when Kirby rushes in. And then once they're all being wheeled out on, you know, stretchers and such, Kirby says the perf, you know, she's like, call me if you need anything. It's like, Uh oh, great. You're on, you're in the speed dial now. Call me if it's part seven. <laughs> yeah. Is what she says. Call me if it's part seven. And then the great moment where like we have a character break down over losing someone. Like Tara bursts into tears. And yeah. Caribbean goes like, hey, like, whoa, what what's up? What's going on? Yeah. And Tara just is just she just starts like heaving like Chad. And like, yeah, yeah, somebody fucking lost like you guys lost someone here. She's like having a breakdown about it. And then we hear a medic in the background. We got another one here. Yep. And there he fucking Thank is God again. for a vocal medic. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Man, we he, got a pulse. He we got another one he here. He could have said that quietly to somebody else who could help. But instead he was like, let's say this loud enough for the girlfriend to hear <laughs> let's it. Let's say it loud for the girlfriend to hear it. And she goes up to him and he's wearing an oxygen mask. And she's like, how did you survive? And he holds up his four fingers. Yep. Because they're the core they're the fucking core four. four. And then she takes off his oxygen mask to kiss him and then is like, you probably need that. And then Mindy comes Mindy. running in. In all her brilliance. All of her. She's she's like, wait, it was Ethan? Like, I'm, did I miss the monologue again? God damn it. They give me so many drugs. I'm on so many drugs right it, now. She, Are you guys okay? You don't look okay. I love <clears throat> her trying to find out if she guessed the killer's right in yeah. that moment. When we're like not even out of the, like she's not even in the ambulance she's yet. She's not with her even brother. sure her brother's gonna live. It's so good. It's so perfectly Mindy. Yeah, it's I perfectly think, Mindy. So my only one gripe with this entire perfect finale, because this would be such a nice way to wrap it up to just leave it on that high note, but I have to say, <laughs> Chad does not go. Hey guys, did anybody text Mindy? <laughs> like, did that text go through? Is she on the next train? It never happens because he's too busy talking about raisinets with Jenna Ortega. And I get it, she's cute, and they're nineteen, but come on. <laughs> when does because he does, they do find out, they do find out at some point that Gail and Mindy are okay. Is it not till the very end? I Because Mindy's supposed to be on her way there. Yeah. And he doesn't ask. Yeah, right. it's not until yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. why I'm like. No, you're right. Because I'm just like, 
If it was my sister... Well, and you can't take for granted that anybody would have made it off the fucking train. I would have been fine with just one line where he's like, man, I'm really worried about her. Yeah, yeah. But instead it's like, man, you look real cute with those raisinets. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're completely right. And that was my only issue. And look, was it in the script and is there probably some deleted scene where he is worried? Probably. (laughs) Is it some stupid producer decision because they needed to save 30 seconds so that they could fit Billie Eilish in? Yeah. Probably. (laughs) But I'm still pissed. No, you're completely right. Because I was worried about Mindy. Yeah, no, and and we, everybody should be worried about everybody. It's a horror movie. Yes, and you are the core four, not the the core three, bitch. You are the core four. Come on. You had a whole plan to stay together for a reason. But. Yeah. All of that is undone because it doesn't matter because when Mindy shows up and gives like five of the best lines in the movie, <laughs> followed by that cute little four motion he does with his fingers, yeah. I'm like, great. Everybody that I love is alive. The core four made Yeah, it. we're good. The I mean, everybody four. except for Annika, who I fell in love with very quickly, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I will live. And and tell, tell Sydney, Ghostface never got Gale, and he yeah. didn't. Would you please lie to Sydney? Yeah. For me, thank you. But she did make well, it. Well, actually, she did no, make she it. Didn't, so. They say, like, they're so going to be okay. Like, yeah, Mindy and Taylor great. are at the hospital. And also, right. oh, no. Yeah, no, because they, at least Sam and Tara find out because the cop says, well, we got to go back to the hospital and make sure Gail and Gail and Mindy don't pull through. Right. So the p- cop knows that the they're alive. The cop knows that they're good. Yeah. The cop knows that they're alive. And so, and so we know that they're alive. Right. And like, oh, fucking thank God. Oh, and then so good. If you wait, friends, until after the credits... There's this fantastic moment. The where fastest little button. The fastest button to ever button. So fast it might as well be on a therapist <laughs> cardigan. It's so fast. Um, where Mindy just says, not every movie needs a credit sequence. <laughs> or not a credit sequence. It needs a post-credit That's sequence. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's and just then like, it just cuts off. Cuts out. Yeah. It's like... Fuck. It's a perfect little... It's a little gem. Perfect. Exactly how that movie needed to end. It's so fun that I almost don't want them to make another one because I'm like, it can't be this good. Yeah, it does. It's I'm like, nervous. oh man. Oh man. I mean, it's how I thought after seeing... Scream too, because it's like, can lightning strike three times? And most people, uh, at least at the time, would have said no, not at all. And then they yeah. would have said it with each successive sequel. I would have disagreed with them every time. And now it's come around so much that Gen Z hates too. And that's funny to me, which I love so much. I'm like, please, because that's such a that's such a I, I, that's such a vaunted one. I but I it's losing so much. I don't know, like love, especially in the online discourse, which I love. I just love and watching I, it I happen because it's so. A, I don't listen to a fucking person about Scream because they've always been wrong about three and four. So I'm like, listen, you guys, you guys have been out of step this entire fucking Jordan, time. Let me tell you about a tweet that I I fucking love because oh somebody was actually just like, hey, at least in, like say what you will about Scream Two, but it still had one of the best sequences of the series, which is the car sequence. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we've come so far that we live in a world now where it's say what you will about Scream 2. Yeah, no, that's like, wow. You when guys, we started you this guys podcast. You guys out here in the trenches. When we started this podcast, we were the only ones talking about Scream 3 and 4 the way we did. Yeah. And now it's say what you will about Scream 2. Say what you 2. will about Scream 2. <laughs> Which used to be the infallible one. Oh, yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, no, it's insane. The conversation has changed so much in just a couple of years. No, that's just crazy. But, I mean, that's moving at the speed of the internet, I guess. Yeah, moving at the speed of us. At the speed of Oxterium. Yeah, thank you, world, for listening. <laughs> and so that, I think that, that, I'm, I'm so, I can't help but be excited for a seven because I'm so happy about our core four. God, well, I, I hate to end this episode because that means you're going to have to stop petting that Squishmallow. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that Bigfoot needs petting. I know, I can tell that we're both in sync here. I love a soft cryptid. <laughs> and I love the ending of Scream 6. It was so satisfying. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for seven. I can't wait for them to announce in like three weeks that they're going to do seven and then we're going <laughs> to yeah. have some other crazy conspiracy and episode where we'll be out by next summer. Yeah. Oh, totally. I love, here's the proof. Actually, I, one takeaway, give Scream one year to be made and put out. 
That's what we know needs to happen. Because every time that happens, it's fine. Everything's <laughs> yeah, fine. You're right. Just don't give think, a, Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just make a Scream movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just throw it all at the wall. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What a great time. Yeah. What a great time. I'm so, I'm so happy to have Scream in my life still. I can't wait to see our friends again. Exactly.